Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, before the break, we were chatting to Overhaul about assessing the risk for logistic companies. But there's another type of logistics that can be very tricky to manage. And that is within your local sports club. If you've ever managed a kids team or your local squad, you'll know there's a myriad of things to consider. Well, Club Force is an Irish solution that the founder built out of necessity. He saw the gap in the market because he wanted something like this for himself. As I said, it's called Club Force. Uh, Rich Stock is the commercial director of the company and he joins me now. Rich, you're very welcome to the show. Can you just start by telling us a little bit about Club Force? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so Club Force is um, a software platform designed to help um, sports associations and organisations from clubs through to national and international federations um, just manage their sports really. Um, it makes administration easier. We try and um, help them with their fundraising and their communications and all the aspects of uh, online tools that really can help sport. And I know back in the day, my dad used to manage different football clubs and it used to be an A4 piece of paper, a biro and then the landline phone. And that's how stuff got organised. Obviously, things have grown from a technological point of view, from an expectation point of view. And then other considerations like GDPR and all that kind of stuff. Can you just talk us through a scenario for, you know, say a local club and then maybe building out in some of the big organizations that would use the platform? Yeah, I think for a local club now, the the expectations both from their members and the responsibilities as an organization collecting data are, are a big challenge for what is essentially people doing this in their spare time as a volunteer. Um, so, you know, that that paper and clipboard now turns into a, an online form um, and we can create a whole CRM database behind that to, to help clubs manage that data and understand it. But importantly as well, rather than them tracking it as kind of the first step of digitalization was on say a spreadsheet or something like that, which is hard to keep tabs on, we we put kind of the, the security layer on top of it. And um, it's something that we, we at Club Force think is really, really important because we're acting on behalf of these clubs and they still uh, legally have a lot of responsibilities through GDPR. Um, so that's why we've gone through things like our um, ISO 27001 accreditation recently and certification to make sure that you know clubs can be really confident that a platform like ours is, is looking after their data and their members' data properly. Mm. One of the big things anybody involved in sports will know that there is a lot of admin, organisation and communication involved uh again just paint the scenarios of where the platform comes into its own and sort of alleviates some of the pressures that can exist when you are involved in the back end of a sports club yeah so we touched on this kind of membership side of things um already but then the next step off the back of that is once you've collected all that information it's communicating with with members um so club force has a uh and mobile app uh, that allows uh, clubs create different groups, a bit like WhatsApp, but without the um, ability for people to see each other's phone numbers as you get a kind of a WhatsApp group. Um, it allows a coach to go in there and say, who's coming to training on on, on this Saturday or uh, or create a recurrent event um, and track that attendance, track uh, availability. Um, and then it goes beyond there as well into that kind of wider support base for um, for the club. So obviously you've got your members and your participants who are pretty engaged. But um, a key, key thing for uh, sports clubs these days, especially in the current financial environment, is, is trying to raise more fundraising. 
Um, and so we, we've had uh, pretty much the market leading tool uh, for club lottos for, for years now. Um, and so we're kind of always refreshing and building that and trying to create ways where clubs can engage into that wider supporter community and, uh, and tap in and bring in funds in that way as well. Yeah, and that is, it's such a huge part of organisations, um, clubs, and again, a lot of work goes into it and a lot of admin goes into the organising, the processing of funds, that, you know, whether it is a transparency report to showcase that everything that came in went out in the right place and all the rest. I suppose if you were to sit down with a spreadsheet, the benefits of all these different aspects, it makes pure sense to have it in one centralised hub. Is the is the thinking that this is the platform that coaches and organisers would need, or are there other uh, platforms or pieces of software that work alongside it that are needed? No, it's very much designed as a single single platform, and, and you're, you're exactly right that that reporting is uh, so so critical to to the success of the platform uh, when it's implemented in a club. I think, you know, it's amazing the levels of fundraising clubs are doing. Um, I was absolutely blown away. I only moved across from the UK uh, last year uh, to see the size of some of these club lottos that particularly the, the GAA clubs are, are running is incredible. I mean, some of them are, are managing to raise six figures annually. So it's it's really important. There's a really strong kind of audit trail behind that so that when treasurers are preparing reports, it's easy for them to produce it and share that and give confidence to the rest of the committee and their club. In terms of the platform itself, one of the big things that I come across, uh, whether it's in the world of sport or in agriculture or in any walk of business, it's the ensuring that a platform is easy to use and that you don't need a PhD to be able to navigate it and get the most out of it. How much time and energy and focus has gone into designing a platform that is pick up and play to a certain extent? Yeah, it's absolutely critical. You're right. Because if you think about club volunteers, they can go through from like young, sort of 16, 18 year olds, right through to people in in well in their, their, their later years, let's say. Um, and so it's vital that our platform is usable for, for both of them, uh, both of those groups of people. And we've we've invested a huge amount into this new next gen uh, platform. We, we've been around uh, producing systems like this since two thousand and nine, so we've learned a huge amount by doing that. And this this has given us an opportunity to start with a complete kind of clean clean uh, canvas in terms of what what the user experience looks like, and build all that experience in alongside the latest ideas around uh, usability and user experience. And so what are the key differences then? If somebody has been on the platform for a while and now the next gen is here, what what would be the key things that they would notice as being new and beneficial to that overall user experience? Um, I think for a club volunteer, um, the this, the system is is just a lot, lot cleaner and a lot easier to use. It's... Um, it's very easy to navigate and find the, the 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 various tools that you need. We kind of regroup them into more logical uh, groupings that fit with um, the particular tasks that a club would need to do. And then for a member themselves, again, it's just about like taking the platform and making it much cleaner and easier. So um, a member, log- whether they're logging in to buy a membership or purchasing a lotto ticket, that's all all connected now into a single integrated checkout. So in the past, you might be making a purchase um, over here with membership and in a different area to, for the lotto, whereas now that's all, all connected. So that's easier for both the member, but also it's really good for the club because it means that the clubs can um, connect those two, two activities and try and encourage people to get involved in any fundraising they're doing at the point where they're signing up for membership as well. In terms of 
your clients at the clubs, can they select the level of service available to them? Like, are there tiers of offering or once you're on the portal, you're on the portal? Yeah, I mean, we, we work with quite a wide wide range of uh, uh, of different clients and, and probably the, the, for the majority of clubs, that, that service uh, and the, the platform is very similar. There's a few clients that are now starting to step into more advanced uh, functionality. Um, so there's a certain number of clubs there, but we're also now working with uh, leagues and governing bodies. Um, we, we just actually even now working with uh, CONCACAF, who are the, the international uh, federation for the North America and Caribbean football. And that that level is all about data. And they're all looking for insights into that, that data. And so we're building um, an insights layer that allows them to dip into this, this treasure trove, really, of data um, that exists around participants in the sport to help plan and, and work out what, what the best strategy to grow their sport is. And is it something that uh, your clients will sign up for on an annual basis or can you do it on a seasonal basis? Because... I'm thinking just because my niece and my nephew were talking about it over the weekend about summer camps, for example. So I'm sure this will be really beneficial to people who are running summer camps or Easter camps or whatever it may be. So can you sign up on a seasonal basis or does it have to be an annual subscription? Um, so the vast majority of our clubs would sign up on an annual basis, but with, we we definitely work with a few on the basis of just getting the Easter camps and summer camps uh, on board. We, we just had probably the biggest Easter ever. Um, on the Club Force platform for Easter camps, which has been absolutely fantastic to see, because uh, I think it's kind of the sports world is getting getting back to normal a little bit in terms of participation post COVID, um, and so yeah, we're, we're expecting to see the same this summer with loads and loads of camps on the platform and loads of opportunities for people to take part in sport, which is just great. Mm. And tell me a little bit about Club Force as an organisation. You've mentioned that you've been around since, was it 2009, I think you said, which is obviously a long time now. Um, how have you grown? How many people work for the business and where are you based? So, yeah, the, the business has developed quite a lot. When, when we first started out, um, it began with um, our founder was running uh, a sports club himself and found that it was so frustrating that he could, didn't have a tool. So he went out and, and he built it. And he, he, the first thing he built was the Lotto piece, and we gradually added more to the platform. So it's gone from kind of Lotto uh, to to adding on the membership side. We've now got a website builder, the mobile app, all the communications tools, and obviously this insights layer. So it's really, really grown. The, the team is now about 40, um, and we're based over in, in Galway. Um, yeah, just on, on, on the dock there. Oh, fab part of the country. Uh, the website builder thing is really interesting to me as well, because I think... Uh, a number of years ago, and it sounds weird saying it, but a number of years ago, I think a lot of clubs just lived on the likes of Facebook. You know, they had a Facebook page and that's where stuff went out. But as we spoke about a while ago, between GDPR, between different demographics being involved in clubs and all the rest, it seems to be a bit more disparate than it once was. Um, so are you seeing an increase in clubs and organisations looking to have a part of the internet that's just theirs and they control and no user names or anything like that are necessarily required from the from their customer's point of view. Yeah, I, I think I think it's becoming more and more important to have that kind of central hub for, mm-hmm. for a club. Um and and I think it's increasingly a challenge as as the the various social networks fiddle with their algorithms and and change it. So more and more are becoming a bit of a pay-to-play space. Um, so for a volunteer club, you know, they're not not interested in really 
paying for posts to be boosted and, and all these sorts of things. So a website is a really good way to do it. But then on the flip side of that, that's something that um, in the past they would have had to maintain um, themselves. And, you know, it quite often would be some some young member who'd get dragged into kind of building a website and then they might go off to uni or, uh, or move away from the area and then the website would just go out of date. Um, so, so what we try to do there is provide a, a really easy, simple website builder. So literally anybody could create a website in, in a matter of minutes on it. And they can add news, add their uh, various pages of information that they need for their members and, and pr- provide that central hub in just a really easy way that they don't need to worry about the kind of hosting and the maintenance of, of the code. Yeah, it does sound like the dream for people, particularly for organisations that rely so much on volunteers. Anything that can streamline without giving up control of the product, I think it is so important. Uh, the website is clubforce.com if you want more information. Uh, Rich, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us here on News Talk. Thanks very much. Delighted to be with you. Thanks. That was Rich Stock of Club Force. Now, when we come back here on News Talk, Lizzie Beecham from the African Professional Network of Ireland will join me to talk about the Lion's Den startup competition.